0: a little bit of Chardonnay taste in the back end. Mm.
1: Yeah, I don't know how to shop for you because you're picky, and it said Gruner, and I said <sighs> Will likes Gruners, and this is reasonable, so I'll take a chance on it.
0: Yeah, it's a little buttery. The label didn't
1: look so bad. I was like, the label's kind of like It's 1920s. very Austrian, yeah. It's very Weimar.
0: It's very Weimar, yeah.
1: It's perfect for our moment.
0: <sighs> what? You know. American independence while people are getting mowed down with AR-15s. Oh, no, you want to jump
1: right into that one, huh? <laughs> I almost, you know, we had talked about last time putting together perhaps a top 10 list because we've oh, been right. running dry of topics. I did not do that. Oh. Uh, but when I was thinking about doing it, that was one of the ones I had uh, on my
0: mind. I mean, it was like, uh, there's... um. It reminds me of like a like a bad music video from like the nineties or the early aughts that was trying to be edgy. Like Muse or something like that, where it's like brave music, but then there's like you know, video of people like running away from
1: things. Oh, you know, I've only heard the audio of said video. I didn't actually
0: watch it. Oh, it's on Twitter. I mean
1: On a news podcast they played a clip of the audio and it sounded really scary. Which in-
0: which which shooting?
1: The Chicago one, Highland Park. Oh,
0: Chicago. yeah, because the band was still playing while well. people were
1: running. Away. Yeah, yeah, it didn't sound great. It
0: was a Klezmer band, and I went, That's this? Was there is.
1: another shooting? In Philly. Today? Yesterday. Oh, there was During a shooting? During the fireworks. Well, listen, I mean, I said it about the Highland Park one when I was told about it, and I'll say it about the Philly one, too. That just happens there. <laughs> this isn't even a news not event in, anymore
0: no not in not in highland park in chicago very tony very mm. that's the
1: tony area of, of yeah, chicago it's, the, oh, it's
0: okay. the burbs of chicago where you're like oh how cute apparently
1: that child's father once ran for mayor and did not succeed
0: do you think that that small waifish child could pick up a gun that heavy without being blown back 35 feet
1: I don't know, did man. Did you see the picture? AR 15s don't have the kick that people think they do because they're a small caliber bullet. He has the neck smaller than the size of that wine bottle. I know. I did. apparently he was some he's intriguing to me. I'm g i am you know, this just happened. He this has is, like prison tats, this and I'm is like, It's a breaking what? news update, so looks I, like a gerbil. I'm like, what I need time to hit the chans and investigate this guy. But oh, he yeah. was apparently some kind of SoundCloud rapper with quite a large following. Like in the hundreds of thousands. Hold whole has, what yeah, he has? He was that he was some sort of like rapper, and his whole thing was being like edgy and talking about mass shootings and suicide and violence in his lyrics. He has millions of plays on Spotify, not as of yesterday, but prior to yesterday. Okay, he had his own Discord server where people passed around um, nihilistic memes. Sounds like I would have
0: enjoyed that. Why did no one invite me? the scene in chicago all the alt scenes in chicago are very vibrant
1: i guess but yeah so but he, then
0: you have to live in chicago he had oh, boy, he
1: li- he was from the tony neighborhood he had a politically connected father uh-huh. he's a soundcloud rapper with a discord server who mm-hmm. goes on 4chan mm-hmm. i mean how did we not see this coming guys also he was known to the police they admitted that oh. already what? and oh. once again what are they good for?
0: Those good guys with guns really winning. Yeah, um, not
1: not not making not making a good name for the two A
0: people out there.
1: Or the Pro Cop people or anybody really. It's just a bad scene. And there was one in Philly too, huh?
0: Yeah. Well like on like you know like the Kensington? No. You know, you know no. that stupid turnaround in front of the museum? No way. Yeah. Right Pe- there. People like running away out of spilling out of that park.
1: Oh man. Was it a guy dressed in a gray sweatsuit who couldn't quite get up the stairs and finally lost it?
0: No, again, his only guns are on his arms. <laughs> Those are the only location of his guns. He's going to punch you out, but he's not going to The only
1: know. gun he has goes from Fork to Rigatoni. What? And straight to his mouth.
0: I have no idea what you're talking about.
1: I'm saying that he's a uh fat Italian man who admires Rocky from Philadelphia.
0: Oh, okay. I okay, I that got confused. Okay, I got confused. I thought you were actually talking about Rocky, and I was like Rocky had like 0% body fat back in the day.
1: That's actually not true. No, he was pretty chonky. Go back and watch that movie. I mean, by Rocky 3 or 4, he's looking human growth hormone yeah. all to hell and strange and weird. Well. But uh, first Rocky, he's just, you know, we've talked about it many times, he's in 70s shape. He looks yeah. great, but he doesn't look the same he's as thin, a boxer no. would now. No, no, no. You know, he was working out by drinking raw eggs and running up the stairs. That's not going to do the same. it's not going to do much. And like quite pushing frankly. logs around, it's not going to do the same thing as like you know having a lot of whey protein and doing CrossFit and who, Peloton. Who was the German man? The
0: German man in the later Rocky Three. Oh, no, Ivan Drago. Yeah. He's
1: Russian. Oh, that was an anti-Soviet movie. Oh, Ivan Drago was from Russia, and it was implied heavily that he was on chemical aids. Yes, right. Aka right, right, right. steroids, which is now just everyone.
0: It's. A, I mean, you know
1: most people and i believe it's ivan drago that kills apollo creed sure that might have been mr t though i can't remember now i get the later rocky movies mixed up I pretty sure ivan drago was rocky Four. Oh, i think mr t was rocky th- three and the rematch with apollo creed was rocky two but i might be mixing up two and three in huh. any case by the time it got to four with ivan drago it jumps the shark
0: Bridget well, Nielsen
1: was Ivan Drago's oh, right, girlfriend right, 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 in that right, right, movie. Right. You know. Right.
0: R- okay, okay.
1: That's the one with the infamous like robot. He buys his yeah. son a robot. There's a lot of really camp, weird thing, in Rocky Yeah. For yeah.
0: Yeah. The and also the homoeroticism of that German actor playing a Russian actor playing a Russian.
1: Yeah, what well, Dolph Lundgren? Yeah, I believe he is a German or an Austrian, maybe. Oh, so, yeah. You know, they're just like, eh, and they just
0: they just oiled him. Yeah, they were just oh, yeah. like, bring the like hose of baby oil and just like hit him. Did you ever see
1: the second Creed movie? No, I saw none of the Creed movies. Oh, the first one's really good. The second one's not bad, but it's not great either. Mm. Uh, they bring Ivan Drago back for that one, and what? he's like a good guy now. And he—he's uh, the good guy with a gun. He helps train uh, Apollo Creed's son, and he's like, hey, sorry, I murked your dad back in the day, but. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna just to keep the murder theme alive
0: uh but I'm gonna help you now when does Mickey die I can't remember I think Mick dies
1: in Rocky 5
0: no he's got what are the stakes come on
1: or does he die in Rocky 1 I can't remember
0: I don't know and then is he like a force no ghost? no no
1: he dies in Rocky 2 oh fuck I don't remember he dies pretty early they're on, all so, shitty it's yeah. not like no they're not they're not the first Rocky is <sighs> legitimately a good movie Rocky is not bad either. Rocky 3 starts to get worse. Rocky 4 is bad. Yeah. And Rocky 5 is notoriously bad. And then they kind did of resurrected it with Creed. Yes, they did Rocky Balboa. I never saw that one. Mm-hmm. Apparently not as bad as 5. And then they did the
0: Indestructibles.
1: Well, yeah, I wouldn't connect Dispendables. that. Expendables? I wouldn't connect that to the Rocky verse though. Is That's it? just in the Stallone verse.
0: Yeah, but the Stallone verse has now then has crossover to, you know, the Fast Universe, because what's his face? The little little Englishman's in it.
1: Oh, Statham. Yeah.
0: Statham's in the
1: Indestructibles. Yeah, no way. Pretty sure. Are you sure? I thought it was all old men actors.
0: No, and like then him. Jesse. He's Ventura. also old.
1: No, he's not. He's not that old.
0: He's always been like forty. You think Statham's? Yeah. Well, what's it called? What's the actual name of it? Not indefatigables. The or
1: what? H.M.S. indefatigable famous British ship. Taken down at the Battle of Jutland,
0: nineteen fifteen. Look it up. Jutland. Okay. Yeah. The disposables. The dis. What? what? I actually.
1: Li- uh, you're confusing me with oh, all of the different names you've said now. The disposables. Uh,
0: I I don't know another word of. We're just gonna have to do it this way. What is Rocky's real name?
1: Sylvester Stallone.
0: <laughs> I've been up since about seven in the morning, so I. Uh, Hey, me too,
1: man. It's worth noting that we're recording this at 10 p.m. We're starting the recording. The Expendables. The Expendables. That's right. I know Bruce Willis is in it. I know Sylvester Stallone is in it. Statham. Second billing. Statham's
0: in it, too. Wow.
1: Good call. How old is Statham? That's what I want to know. Look it up, Jamie.
0: 54. Damn. That's crazy. Really? This is the thing. Bald men. They never age. Damn. He's been 35 for 40 years.
1: You know, it was Tom Cruise's birthday over the weekend. He celebrated his sixtieth sixtieth birthday at the British Grand Prix, which, by the way, was a hell of a race. You really missed out not watching that. Yeah, oh yeah, my sure. god!
0: I'm sure I missed so much. There was a five
1: car pile up on lap one.
0: Ooh, ooh.
1: Zhou Zhou Yu, the only Chinese driver ever in Formula One, flipped his car over and skidded across the track He's upside He's down. Not Not helping the
0: stereotype. For got I know, to say. it's
1: true. It wasn't really his fault though. Yeah, no, you know, you're going fast, so yeah. you get clipped at speed. By Bad who? shit's going to happen. Uh, I think by a Frenchman, mm-hmm. Pierre mm-hmm. Gasly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: You know, FIA ruled that no one was at fault, but it was a hell of an accident. Without the halo on the new cars, would have been dead for sure.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah. well, right.
1: But the rest of the race was good. I lost $100, once again, Charles Leclerc, Why spoiled by Ferrari's impo- uh terrible strategy
0: why have you not learned from from stock markets that betting isn't for you
1: well you know sometimes i get beginner's luck and then i stretch it a little too far and they offer you free deals
0: yeah but that's like getting free drinks at a casino you know that right yeah i know but it's right
1: it's right there on your phone how can you resist it
0: there's a lot of things on my phone that i can be like
1: no thank you Mm. not so for me You know, I'm also just, I'm helping our economy during troubled times. No, you are not. (laughs) The entire American economy is propped up by betting at this point. And Uh, I'm just participating in the flow of money here. We need to keep it all lubricated. We need to keep it all moving. And I'm doing my part. Okay. I did Um, win my hedge bet, though, because Lewis Hamilton got a podium. But that only recovered me about 30 of my otherwise
0: lost money. So you're down 70. That's correct. (sighs) And you have nothing to show for being down seventy dollars.
1: No. Okay. Other than that it was a okay. great race okay. Okay. and I really okay. enjoyed watching okay. it and it heightened the stakes to have betting. This on is
0: it. what I will never understand what? about any of any betting. You mean to tell me I could have a seventy dollar thing? A thing. Anything for seventy dollars. Or I could just lose the seventy dollars? No. Absolutely the fuck not. That's insane. Well, but you could also have won
1: three hundred dollars had it worked out, and it almost did. I don't do risk until lap forty-three. I am
0: risk averse. You know, it w- uh-huh. You know, if you, we were to do a like a uh, you know a financial assessment on how I play with money, it'd be like Ooh, risk averse. No, 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 no. You do not like no stocks and just bonds.
1: Well, here's the thing. You give me a hard time, but in all honesty, I'm pretty risk averse too. But I save my money so that I can do frivolous things with it later.
0: Oh, yeah, I don't do that. You
1: know. You also participate in the in the lubrication of the American economy by not saving any money.
0: Oh, I keep I keep these gears turning. <laughs> don't you worry about me? No, 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 no,
1: no. But I get what you're saying. You like a thing. I don't really care about stuff, as you know. Yeah, I like every once in a while I pop for a stuff, but it's very rare. And uh, then the stuff sits on a shelf instead of being hung. Yeah, in, wh- in, a, in a place yeah, of pride.
0: We need to like have a moment about why is it just on a shelf? It's a I don't L- know what to do with it's it. It's literally seven hundred dollars of stuff. Yeah, frame included.
1: Yeah, we're talking about my Japanese print from 1905. And it's just leaning on a shelf, I sadly
0: know. next to an IKEA
1: framed thing that has a crease in it. It's crowded out by R two D two and a plant right now. You can't even see it. I know. It's hiding in the jungle. You know, you have That's an. What empty... the Japanese tend to do oh, during God. war. But time. it's
0: an ocean scene. That's not no with a robot on the beach going boop boop boop. <laughs> um, you have a full wall. You could just like. I know. I don't know if I want to put it there or. I'm not sure
1: yet. It takes time to make these decisions. You know, I have patience. You buy the print, you wait for it to come from England, you take it to the framer, it takes a few months, you let it sit on the shelf for another few months, okay. and then eventually it lands where it's supposed to go. But you can't <sighs> rush rush the feng shui.
0: Yes, you can, because it, it. the whole thing about feng shui is that if the energy is wrong, then it's just continuing, you know, bad energy. Also, Prince... Uh, artwork doesn't really contribute to feng shui unless it's color okay unless it's a lot of color well then
1: i don't see what difference it makes if it sits on the shelf for a while it is a wood tone though it's over there stewing yeah. i need i need to let it stew for a while you have to it's like a fine wine it ages you know
0: yeah but it's also like leaning and collecting dust on your beautiful uv surface
1: hey you know that's okay okay it's easy to clean I don't want to
0: scratch the UV surface. I'm not going to take well, a you, Swiffer well, feather duster yeah, over it.
1: I never said anything about you touching it. Don't you ever touch that? That's yeah, not but for you.
0: Yeah, but as soon as the dust starts to accumulate, <laughs> that's when the fun- I have to be the master of my domain and of the you know the energy and dust is bad energy.
1: All right. Well, I'll figure out what to do with the frame. My point is that sometimes when I lack patience, I throw away money ah. on fast cars, <sighs> and that's sort of how I do that.
0: Okay. And it
1: makes everything worth it in the end.
0: Does it, though?
1: Yeah, I mean, because, you know, sometimes you win. Mostly you don't. And that's sad. But then it fuels your need to deposit more money.
0: Yeah, but you know what happens when you don't do that? You just stay winning. You know? Mm,
1: doesn't feel like it, though. I want the exhilaration. I want the thrill. (sighs) It's masochistic. I'm not denying that. I mean, That's part of the fun. Maybe I want to be fin domed. I fin dom myself. On FanDuel and DraftKings.
0: Wait, you have two of them now. I
1: have two of them because I got special offers from both of them, and one of them pays a little better than the other one. So depending on the race and the situation, I can also place different kind of bets on each one.
0: I mean, I say that I'm risk averse, but I have two like dick finding apps, and you know, That's one true. is a little more risky, and one is a little bit more, you know, normal. So we all take risks in different ways. That's true. I just risk, you know, monkeypox.
1: That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're trying to rename that because it sounds kind of racist.
0: It is a little racist.
1: I mean, yeah, it is, kind of. It's also homophobic to be like, yeah, it's just a gay thing again. It is kind of a gay thing. I guess so.
0: Any straights walking around looking itchy? mm, I don't know.
1: No. Okay. Have you seen a
0: real live monkeypox victim? No. Oh. They are, in Los Angeles, they are court-ordered to stay at home. Mm. They get, like, an, a, a thing from... Like, oh
1: man, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, all the conspiracy people are saying the coming pandemic in the fall is going to be something huge. And I want, you know, it's a roll of the dice right now, whether it's monkeypox or COVID again,
0: I, you but know I, what? I feel like it's coming. Bitch, it could be locusts or something. I don't fucking care anymore. Like the way that like the public has been acting for the past through, like everyone is having their true hot curl summer, but in the worst way, like acting up, hmm. no matter where you go, people acting up and i'm like i need this to stop and then you step into a time machine to 2 years ago to go to Dick Blick and it's like masks required and i'm like i'm not going back to the car i'm so sorry oh yeah
1: i don't i don't acknowledge it anymore there's lots of stores that say you know mask require i think they just forget that they have the signs there
0: i think so too but everyone in in there had it and i was like i literally don't give a shit and i work retail so you're going to have to fucking deal with it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Did you see Canada's requiring them to get boosted by law every nine months for the Excuse me? indefinite future? Which also makes me think it's going to be hard to travel pretty soon, especially for Americans, given our rate of uptake with those uh, godforsaken we medicines. We have more natural
0: immunity because we all got it several times. Yeah,
1: I know. I don't know. Nobody wants us to talk about COVID,
0: but... Well, the monkeypox vaccine was rolled out poorly the weekend before Pride in New York. It's because it already existed. It's just the smallpox vaccine. Eh, but it's, there's a new one that has to be <sighs> delivered in two parts. I'm like, why is everything in two parts? Just do a one shot. More money. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Did we not have measles, mumps, and rubella in one shot when we were children? Yes. Yes, we did. It looked like a fucking like, you know, outlet plug. Yeah, you got plug, but a like, turkey baster. Yeah. <laughs> but shit works. And you're good forever? Mm-hmm. Instead of the like mechanical pencils for the, what's it called? The hepat- Hep B? yeah those just look like i was like what the
1: fuck is that well because that's what vaccine used to mean (laughs) but we changed it because pfizer and moderna said stock price need go up please
0: listen moderna was like we're not doing any more like third 1500 boosters that's you pfizer bitches i'm not dealing with that and i said thanks thanks guys
1: yeah, we'll see. I mean, it makes me worried about our trip, our sojourn to Europe, because I'm like, if they start changing these regulations, Canada and Australia are always the canary in the coal mine when it comes to these things.
0: They don't have a GDP that's based on tourism, though.
1: That's true, and the Europeans generally seem like they're over it. They don't
0: give a fuck. Yeah, the English, especially. They, no, they don't. When don't I was watching the race this weekend,
1: fuck. there was 150,000 people there, and it looked like nothing had ever happened. Yeah, and I, right. I was happy to see that site. I was they like, this care. is good. You know, American football teams. And, you know, prestigious European racing. The only sports left in the world that are free from tyranny.
0: What? Probably baseball. It's all outside. Well, all
1: American sports, but nobody cares about baseball anymore. It's a dying thing, unfortunately. Ooh, wow. Hot take in the middle of summer. No, it's true. You know that, right? Like, baseball has been toying with changing its own rules over the last couple of years to make the game more exciting. Because Americans, you know with their TikTok brains, no longer understand that the joy of a baseball game is that it's boring, so that you can spend an afternoon talking to the people that you enjoy being around, perhaps having a few beers and a hot dog and
0: Trying to make a wizard staff out of collectible in
1: cups. America's pastime slowly, as it's designed to be. Um, and now they're like no people need to hit home runs and it needs to be exciting the well whole yeah time. the
0: 90s were great let them do hgh come on i
1: know it's true just give them an asterisk who cares no one
0: cares well, no, they should just let party.
1: everybody do steroids and take a juice Asterisk's it was fun yeah.
0: yeah cork the bats
1: yeah. let's go hell yeah um that's the best part about baseball when people get caught cheating oh it's great or when there's a bench clearing brawl that's, like uh, we, we did about. that yeah yeah i don't know there's just too much brawling in america these days well what'd you do for the fourth yesterday by the way
0: I did absolutely nothing. You did it was nothing.
1: Beautiful. Did you like it that way?
0: Uh, yes, because I was a l- I was feeling a little burnt out. Yeah, I I, I imagined. Um, I went to like a psychopath. I went to gym before oh, nice. it closed at one o'clock. Wow, it closed at one. P.m. Yeah, so I got up real early and went. Okay, time to go. That's great. Good for you. And then uh, did some lazy time, and then was like, mm, I could be continue to be lazy, or I'm going to the studio, because I can't with the fucking fireworks anymore. And like, you know, people like uh, loud, everything loud. I was like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to do loud. I'm trying to be restful. Yeah. Because I was abused by the public for three straight days. So went to studio and was like, I don't know if I can, if I have anything. And I was like, you know, when you get in and you're like, I think I can, I think I can cook something up here. And then I just started like turn that projector on, hung some shit on the window and was like, let's see what we can do. You know, some stuff. And I'm, like, feeling a little, like, lit up from, you know, still, like, on the residual high of the Yale, Yale time. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I was thinking about 2M. I was like, you know what? That's a collection of everything. And that was when he was a kind of a young man uh, with not that many, like, things in his, like, icons in the toolbox. Why can't everybody do that? I hmm. can do that. Hmm. I have a couple icons in my toolbox. Wow, you're starting your own personal 2M right now? That's kind No, of a... but you can just like realize like, oh, I have a vocabulary. Why not just remix it? Fucking Joshua Abel has been doing it for fifteen fucking years. Why mm-hmm. can't I? Mm-hmm. I'm okay. not famous. I don't give a shit. More That's freedom. Cool. That's cool.
1: That's good. That's a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So you were celebrating your Fourth of July via artistic freedom, and yeah. then you made a red, white, and blue painting. Ironically. Yeah, kind
0: of. Well, it's gonna be red, white, and black. There's not any white.
1: Oh, red, white, and black. Yeah, as a sign of our sad times. That's how they're gonna read it historically. Mm. They're going to say, William J. Laughlin made this painting July 4th, 2022, a- mm. in an era of turmoil, right before the rise of Orange Hitler
0: too. <laughs> Electric <laughs> blue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. Um, no. I just, you know, and I like, also part of my thing yesterday was, I was like, how do I, I fired up the, I, like, old iPod mini. This is deeply boring, but it is fascinating to me, because I was like, I was like, "Wait a minute! I have more songs than what is on my phone." There's no fucking way. because my... you don't have Apple Music or Spotify or anything. Well, like here's that. the thing: so I uploaded everything into the library from little iPod Mini because it actually charged. I found a little thirty prong charger and was like, "All right, we're gonna make it work." Wow, this is a Ghost of Christmas Past type situation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah it was great. Um, and then I was like, "Okay," so and then I was like, "Ooh, I have some good shit on here." Or not good shit, but like, I'm I'm going places, you know, in my brain. Um that first feist album, still a banger. So good. Um but it also takes you to a certain place of like, oh, this is very Williamsburg, two thousand eight, and I don't really love it. Um a place I wasn't, but I can place it. Um so did all that, and then I was like, How do I get it on the phone now? And the solution was, Well, you have to get Apple Music now. Yeah. And I went Fine So Mm. So you got it. Well, you got roped. Got in. it, and then went to the studio and was like, "No podcast. We're just jamming on whatever the fuck I've ever listened to." And I was like, "Ooh, ooh, ooh!" And I was like realizing like the freedom of doing that and not being in a like you know conversations walking in your brain, mm-hmm. and you're just like jamming, and you're just like, "I'm fucking vibing." I was like, "This is weird. I feel like a boomer. I don't know if I like this, but I do love doing it." You know that. This
1: is really interesting on a whole lot of levels. Uh, First of all, they don't want you to have your own MP3s anymore. I know. It's such a bummer that they make you sign up for their dumb thing just so you can get the music that you already have. It's like, no, this
0: belongs to me.
1: I should be able to put it on the thing. The
0: problem was if I wanted to upload all of those things onto this, it would just eat up all the memory. And I was like,
1: no. Well that's what I was gonna say. You could upload them all as individual files, but then you have to go to the files folder no, and no, play no. each song.
0: No no no. It's crazy. No, you can migrate it. There's a way. Oh, okay. There's a way. There's a way. I, I had to do lots of Googling to figure out how to do it. And I was like, uh no, thank you. But you're right. I mean nobody carries
1: around or very few people carry around a phone with a ton of storage I don't space have the two
0: fifty six. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sitting in that one thirty two. Even if pretty. you
1: did, that's not that much room when it comes to music. I mean, my iTunes library at its peak in 2004, let's say, was nearly a terabyte.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, I also broke many uh, d- and went through different, like, small music players. So, like, shit was all over the place. So I have shit that's lost to the ether that I'm like, well, whatever.
1: Well, I know. You're lucky that you got to recover your iPod Mini because one of my greatest digital regrets is at some point losing track of that entire library like uh, i did try for a time from my first computer to my second computer to keep it but at some point between second computer and then third and fourth computer i don't know where it is i thought i put it on a hard drive i maybe you just can't read the files anymore oh, or they're yeah. compressed in a weird way i'll never have it again and there's so much stuff on there that isn't Spotifyable. yeah you know, like, remember when we talked to Jared and about the idea that some things, like, aren't Googleable. Right. There is some music that doesn't really exist on the internet. Like, you can mm. torrent it or otherwise, like, illegally find it. But I had things that I had, like, purchased at live shows. Oh, right. You're that never going to get it I'm again. I'm never yeah. going to get again. Yeah. That I had, like, taken from the CD to the computer. Like, right. there was lots of really cool stuff in there. Because the reason my library was so big, maybe like you is that if I liked a song, I would I just this, download yeah. the entire album. Even if I never listened to it, I liked having my uh, system organized by album. Yes. So I kind of wanted the whole album just for the image of it, oh. even if I only listened to one song. So I had the album of everything I I was buying
0: CDs until like 2008, so like, you know.
1: That's a little late, but I was, you know, I think a lot of people were. I think I probably last purchased a CD in 2007.
0: I think when I bought iPhone 4, then I was like, we're not buying CDs anymore. Okay. We're downloading the mm, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's on the phone. We can I mean,
1: I was doing internet downloads the whole time, too. I mean,
0: I was afraid and also on dial up. So, yeah, you know,
1: Napster, LimeWire,
0: nah, 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 Torrenting, nah, nah. that I, miss, I missed all of that.
1: Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's, that's cool that you got to find that. Like, if I could ever just find a slice of my old iTunes library, I think about some of the bands sometimes and I'm like,
0: oh, yeah, them. Well, do you know? Well, the, we'll save it for the after show, but. Or you know traditional music time um but there was this song that i was like i forgot about it and then i was like god it's it's the french kicks uh trial of the century and i was like you know what only song i ever had and i was like this is such a banger but it's not a banger banger but i was like you know when a thing is a vibe and you're like yeah and it's i don't I, i was having lots of like you know I, you know, I've been talking a lot about like the mental work that goes into like gym time and stuff like that, and I was like, "Wait a minute! You can have a you can have both," and it freaked me out because I had gym time, did my physical, you know, mind body connection, and then had like mind, thinking mind, create like the creative mind. I don't know. All those were working at the same time. I was like, "Oh, this is a different high. I forgot I like this." Mm-hmm. Oh shit, this is fun again.
1: Oh nice, yeah. Your kinesthetic memory kicked in. Your hand-eye coordination and your aesthetic. Oh sense, no, I fucked up a lot of things, know. but whatever. Well, but that's what you're like, describing, you know, though. It's not a question of how well you did it. It's just that you know the the connection between tactile, haptic things and your eyes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, in your brain. Oh, but then you're doing that, and you're just like, I'm you know, you're focusing. And that level of focus same as like running three miles is like letting you connect other like synapses in your brain about like other stuff, other thoughts. And you're yeah. Like, I was like, is this therapy? Am I doing art therapy? But I'm also like doing art because I'm actually figuring out like art things and art problems. Okay. This is wild. Shit's wild in there. I was feeling real good.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's always cr- cringy to pathologize it in that way, but it is definitely true. You know, um,
0: It just felt like a data dump in my brain. I was like, oh, I'm just letting, like, you know, everything that I... Because, like, my library I know intrinsically in my brain because I've been listening to it forever. And then I'm dealing with, like, a vocabulary library, which I have some grasp on. And then I'm just like, okay, we're just doing it. And, like, the wires got to reconnect in a way that I haven't in a long time. And I was like, whoa, and I also had the realization when those little three men start popping up I I those are usually at good times of like clear thought like on a on again on a steady march like we're moving as a person mm-hmm. not necessarily in other parts of my life but like growth is happening
1: well maybe the three men are are analogous to the three things you were describing like you know your your verbal Library, your aesthetic library and your musical library, or you know your physical connection, your eye connection, and your mental connection. You know, inside of me, there are three men. I feel like you were having like a <laughs> Tobias Fuque <laughs> type of revelation, and they're all
0: sucking each other off. Yeah. Um
1: but yet you know, like. You know, like an image like that, you can gravitate to just kind of intuitively and like start to use over time. But I remember giving someone advice in a studio visit one time that the the best thing that happens when you have a repeating aesthetic vocabulary is uh, when things you haven't used for a while kind of crop up again years later. And you're like, oh, I still need that one. That's still in there somewhere. Yeah. And these like kind of really deep connections that their tendrils go out through time in this really interesting way and, and the way you interact with the images like changes along with you.
0: Oh yeah. And that really they're nice. not fixed. They're not yeah. in your past. They can be changed. Yeah. And this is why I was like, Oh, I figured out how to like change them once. But now how do we, now that ev- essentially everything is, nothing has to be just like copy, 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 do the same thing. I'm like, Oh, 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 I get it now. Oh, I get it now. Yeah. You get, it's it's a vocabulary i it's i mean i get like i guess like people like who are painy painty like understand like a certain kind of like brushy vocabulary or some shit like that i don't know but like when you're dealing with like concretized images you're like how do i it just is i don't have I, I don't remix that and i'm like ooh, it's fun you can i don't know it becomes also like this sense of like like a self-aware sense when those those little fuckers pop up and i'm like they're like the little john's brushy guys yeah. They are my guys. And now they're three. And I'm like, oh, I found a
1: way. Yeah. I mean, when you're in the studio, do you uh, think actively about what they are a metaphor for or anything along those lines? Like, d- does your brain start cooking on, like, what this actually means while you're working on it? Because sometimes what happens to me when I'm working for long periods of time, because um, I get what you're saying about that experience of just kind of getting to dwell um, in a meditative way in a studio is, is a nice feeling like exercise or whatever. Um, but sometimes that gets my brain turning where I I am actually thinking a little bit harder than I normally would about what the painting means, but I almost feel like an out of body experience where I'm inhabiting the audience perspective because sometimes painting is a really programmatic thing, right? right? Like it doesn't really, when you're skilled enough and you have a lot of experience, it doesn't really take that much effort to actually do what you're doing. Right especially for certain types of artists. I think I hammered
0: out that shit in like mm, three hours. Yeah.
1: I think the daubers have a different experience where maybe you have to be actively engaged in decision making in a different way. But when all this decisions are kind of made and you're sort of just filling it in, my head starts to drift and I actually start to think about like, well, how would an audience interpret this painting? Or like, uh, am I actually achieving the sense that I mean to achieve? And if I'm not, what am I doing? Um, I feel like learning how to, understand my own work and then like verbalize it later actually is a big part of working on it oh yeah i think from like it's almost like astral projecting i literally like am seeing myself make the thing and going like what actually is this
0: oh i don't i don't do that but and that's so I, weird oh, oh yeah. you know
1: but so it doesn't have to be that particular but i wonder like about the men and stuff I, i've never really heard you like address the little guys specifically if someone asked you like what the, what is that about do you know what you would say
0: yeah i mean so what i you know somehow figured out in the last one and then what i started now is like you know having a a temerous temerity line of temerity that's the the ground of the pyramid paintings pyramid palm paintings right like if you have them walking through the sands and you hide the back leg and you have the front leg that's my favorite metaphor of one foot in the past one foot in the future pissing on today love it um you can kind of have that kind of weave of like what makes what makes a march of history like as a person of like what you you know the image of yourself cast throughout the past and the future right because as being an art maker a painter let's just say painter because Um, we're better than everyone yeah there's no need to be inclusive ah, fuck you all yeah no one's watching your videos um i'm never gonna watch it unless you have a really comfy chair none of you do sorry um like you know like you have this kind of sense of like so what i'm thinking about i'm like this is you know while they are im, you know self-portraits to me you know, I use them in that for my own work. It's like, that's the whole like role of a painter is to kind of figure out how you move through time and space, right? Like the past, the present, the future. And these are my little ways of moving through the past, the present, and the future. But this is what we have to engage in as thinking people, right? And then to think about like this, like ancient landscape, that's also a fiction, like, cause that's all just myth and history, which is all painting too.
1: Right, the Hoteps would tell you that your little figure should actually be black.
0: Well, they are (laughs) black lines. Black lines matter. (laughs) Did I say that out loud? Uh, Cheers to that. Are you going to edit that out? No, you won't. Um,
1: Absolutely not.
0: Like you know, there's things to do with that. Like you know, the you know, an image of a landscape that's desolate but also filled with potential that also comes from an ad for cigarettes like there's something funny about that and for me like that again that line and the formatting of what they came from to throw a palm tree that somehow looks like a paint splatter that turns into a wavy lance i was like oh we're oh we're dealing with painting now and it's still in like flat graphic because you're never going to catch me doing lumpy bumpies i'm so sorry it's just not going to happen that's not how i think I don't think in terms of matter.
1: No, but as a footnote to what you're saying, I think that you're selling yourself a little bit short because I think your paintings in recent years are um more brushy and tactile and you know, painterly than at least what you used to make.
0: Yeah. You know, guess, there's a yeah.
1: real big difference between doing things with like flash and a brush or oil and a brush, um, and just then, doing it with an airbrush.
0: Yeah, because it's a cheap trick.
1: Yeah, yeah, but what I'm saying is that there's a quality to that, like in the same sense that if you look at an early Warhol work when he was still trying to figure out whether or not paintings had to have drips. Right. Your work reminds me of early Warhol works, and by that I don't mean those like shoe drawings. I mean like the first paintings, the hand-painted ones. Right. You know, th- there's this quality to them where they're like, uh, still done quickly and efficiently w- with a level of gesture that um, gives them a different kind of tactility than something mechanical. But you're, it's, you're out of the mechanical and into the painterly.
0: But so- sign painting process is also pretty, like, it's not about the, like, goopiness on an edge. You don't give a shit. You're just trying to nail the image. It doesn't matter. Like, a thick buildup on an edge and then just... <laughs> flatting knocking you know fields down is not it's just efficiency it's still hand hand painted in a weird like crafty way but it's not like it's not towards like oh it needs to be like scanned and digitized it's like no, no no we just got to get the paint on the thing and then send it out into the world
1: no i hear you but i think that things like that at least when i view them having not made them those seem like meaningful decisions to me because as much as that signals efficiency in a in an environment where you're seeing mostly mechanically reproduced images at this point that are almost all digitally printed. So it's always perfect on yeah. on surface and in terms of like color gradations and everything like, that that's a choice like that was efficiency for james rosenquist painting a billboard in the 60s right but today it's very tactile another good example of this is like when fine art people use a silk screen in a painting it feels really material if you viewed that in 1955 right it would look like too slick yeah but now we see a Rauschenberg painting from the same era and you're like wow is that like it looks like a watercolor it's right. so luscious yeah but that's not what it used to mean yeah, yeah, yeah and so I I think you know um it's not a criticism or anything it's just occurring to me that like th- this handmade quality it, it it's a pronounced part of your paintings And so if you're coming to some sort of like metaphorical arrangement with dealing with painting again, like conceptually through your imagery or whatever, that's like kind of interesting. I think you've been like building up to that.
0: I think also like I can't be as good as a machine and I don't want to be as good as a machine. Like, you know, you know, 10 years ago or whatever, I would be like, no, like I want to be a human machine. I'm like, I'm just a fucking human doing the best I can. (laughs) But like. I can't do that. I can't, you know, be a dot matrix. Right. And also what good is that? What good has that honestly left us at like fucking schizophrenic nightmares. I don't want that.
1: Right. Right. I mean, I keep circling back to pop art, but it's like, for me, this is one of the reasons like Roy Lichtenstein doesn't really stand up. Like I like some of his paintings or whatever, but like reproducing ones are hot. The, pos- the specific like mechanical reproduction techniques is not very interesting. Like, in the long run it's the same reason like avery singer paintings are not very interesting they're dumb
0: and bad
1: but like wade guyton paintings are because it's like mm. the, it's the inverse thing it's like taking the mechanical like thing it's of, fighting with the of machine the era and like making something human out of it yeah. whereas like it's really weird to be human and like work towards the machine you thing. ever fix
0: a printer that's jammed uh yeah and deal with the frustration you of, make Fuck you why are you doing this you to make me? an yeah. instant wade guyton
1: yeah kind of yeah and but it's, it, like, kind of genius to take a small moment like that and, like, blow that up into a practice. That's kind right. of that's kind of an interesting, like, human thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyway, I mean, to, re, to return to the imagery, though, like, I, I think that th- this idea of, like, the three men being, like, past, present, and future in a certain sense and also being self-portraiture, that's, like, you know, however you want to frame that. It doesn't have to be temporal, but, y- you know, as, like, slices of yourself, like... They, uh, the three are one, and the one are three, or something. Sure, I, I think that's an interesting reading what, of those Jesus things. shit? I mean, yeah, kind mm. of. It is. It is like a trinity. I mean, if you're if you're dealing with jokes, also come in threes. I mean, you're gonna... Well, perfect. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a reason like people believe in numerology, right. type of things. Like there is significance. I think, especially to odd numbers, sometimes um, when you because you're getting beyond like
0: e- evenness. Like oh yeah, because it's beyond the binary. It's beyond you need a binary. triad yeah. to make things work.
1: To, well, to to express anything like complicated or layered, right. it has to be an odd number. Yeah, um, there's no tension in two. That's right you know and then like th- as far as the landscape goes like it's really funny to me that y- that you ended up like landing on the uh, egypt imagery from a cigarette package or whatever it's like very organic th- for you that it like sort of came from advertising and it's sort of this silly jokey thing at first but like it does have a gravity and it's kind of fun and interesting to have part of your iconography be something really cliche but like i think you have made it like really your own when i see those like egypt those pyramid and palm tree images like those remind me of you in almost any context now. Like if you were a known artist, I think that would like become your thing. Like in the same sense that someone like Johns can take a target or flag and right. it's like, you sort of just think of him now. Yeah. Um, that's cool when you have like, you know, you intuitively arrive on something, uh, iconic and then, you somehow transcend the icon and it becomes personal again. And there's I mean, so it's... many cool things about that image in particular like you said about fact versus fiction like the palm trees, the oasis in the desert. It's like that is a real thing, but like are they anywhere near the pyramids of no. Giza? No. The
0: best view of the fucking pyramids is from the roof of a KFC. Yeah, exactly. Like who like our existence is absurd. Those also the like that like landscape, you know, I have access to it from, like... Do you remember Mario 2 and the, like, loading, loading screen before yeah, loading screen? Yeah, and yeah, there yeah. would be, like, two palm trees and, then like, a little pyramid. And it's stupid. And I'm like, they had to have seen that fucking... Like, someone had to... Like, I don't know. Like, I can pull these stupid notes in my brain of, like, why I have attachment to them. But I also, like, you know, I was a nerdy little eight-year-old who was like, I really like Egypt. I'm like, why? Why do you like old shit, stupid?
1: Well, and all of these like personal, all of these personal stories, y- you can express them now in a public format that will like enrich the work. But they're like things that no one ever has access to. Yeah. I think about this a lot in terms of the stuff that I work on. It's like,
0: I think, I don't know how to articulate this idea really well, but I think that there's. Oh wait, can I cut you off before you finish that? The name of a show, if you were to do one soon, should be called "Me and Mr. Jones."
1: <laughs> I that that's a that's a title for you. That's a, like too jokey for oh, me. Oh, I love that. Anyway, continue. Um I think that there's an idea of like latent content. Like whenever something has like particular meaning for you in that way that you're describing where you're like I have this association with video games and you, you know like maybe things I saw as a child or whatever. It's like, of course no viewer has access to that. But I think part of the repetition of images or the use of the same kind of language within painting, you can embed like all of that in it. Uh, And it's not like it would ever come across in a press release or it would never come across like immediately to a viewer, but I think it builds up within it somehow. Yeah. You know? Well, there's a kind of there's a kind of depth to content that viewers can't know that if you're like pure in your intentions, um, is still in there
0: somewhere. Well, that goes back to like, you know, what's the vibe of this thing? Like, you can kind of sense that there's some of the, that, not what I describe, but like there's something that is looking back and going, mm, there's some fondness. Like, what what that fondness is ends up locating later in life. I don't know, right? Maybe I do, but tell anyone well Um, i don't
1: think you do know but if you continue to do what you're doing you will find out like when when jasper johns paints like uh the device circle the first time in the early 60s like it's a very straightforward um it's a very straightforward thing oh it's the ruler dragging through the paint but then over time it becomes a clock like i don't think he knew that the first time he did it
0: well it's kind of nice to be like oh you this is why i'm like oh a, a fire under ass you're just like oh this is what people do This is what makes like a Practice is like This hits with you And you could do this forever It doesn't have to be all the time This is what I you know also the other thing I realized I was like this is the fun part I could do this all the time It seems unnecessary to You know trans transmutate it Endlessly but I could yeah. And that's a fun thing. That's a weird, like, ooh, we have an opening. Yeah. I I feel like... And then it's not about, like, recapitulating a style of doing something. It is like, oh, no, this is now my... I have a wheelhouse of thoughts. The, these containers can actually do stuff. Oh, wow. We can communicate. And it's not just style. Right. Style of doing a thing. Right. Which I think a lot... I mean... A lot of people are in, and I don't get it. Or it's, it was never for me. I never liked doing it, but it seemed like the way we were programmed is, no, just make it recognizable. I'm like, well, what if you had a vocabulary that, that was yours instead? Who cares? You
1: know, I was thinking about this a little bit today because the painting that I'm working on is um, stylistically very conventional for me. Like uh, over the years, I just like worked up this certain technique that I can rely on to like paint images in. And of course the color changes, the layering changes, right. there's there's room to move within the style. But I do think of style as simply a mode that you can fall back on. Like I know when I'm in a position to uh, branch out farther, but I can always rely on this one thing that took years and years to figure out that does work to like solve problems. I think like whatever your identification with style is, is just like default mode. Right. And that's not a bad thing by any means, but being stuck in it is definitely
0: a bad thing. I think a lot of people are stuck in it.
1: Well, because I think that's a lot of people's end goal, whether they know it or not is the development of an iconic style. But I think what you want is like a practice is a, is a way of thinking and working um that style is simply an element of right and if you're not even innovating within the style cuz every time i return to the same way of painting i do it a different way right yeah i it, mean it's weird to me that people do it the same way i don't understand that that. i don't get it
0: yeah i i always liked the metaphor uh, you know the goal like i think the goal of having a like cuz we talked about this off air about like what you know like i don't know do i just give like do i just like do i need this i don't know i only need to make some it's like here's the thing the goal is always like to be the ouroboros you want to be the snake chasing your own tail to keep the train moving because that means that you're a thinking person right like you want to be constantly just like chasing after something of yourself always you know you have to complete the circle right Never break the chain, right? Thank you. Fleetwood F- Mac. Yeah. Thank you, Fleetwood Mac. Right? Like, you have to keep on going. Like, And I think, like, I don't – it's hard to – that's hard to chase and hard to explain to other people where, like, I'm not really working because I haven't figured out how to chase the tail again. I'm just a snake in the world. You know, I don't, and that's not a great place to be. Yeah. But I think, like, the only useful way to be, like – To continue if you are to continue or do anything is like if you're not chasing your tail stop for me that was my like you know and i was like can i chase my tail and i was like oh fuck yeah i can i'm smart as shit yeah like you know i will pat myself on the back for that because i don't give a fuck
1: um well i think there's a connection to like the gym and athleticism here i mean you you may not like to hear it because I, I basically I've learned this from listening to Rogan. I'm not kidding in all seriousness that the oh way boy. he the way that he talks about having athletic discipline and uh, using your body, he's like people get it all wrong. It's actually a mental thing. People think that like you know people that play sports or work out all the time are just brutes or whatever. But what they're really good at is having a certain kind of mental discipline that requires, like, physical torture, you
0: yeah, know? a little bit. And I
1: don't think the artistic process is very dissimilar to that. I think what you might be rediscovering through, like, physical discipline that makes you feel better uh, psychically and emotionally and just sets a certain pattern in your life is that, like, in the studio, that's also true. Um, that doesn't mean you have to pick up the pace in any way. That doesn't mean right. you have to do anything different. But when you rediscover chasing your own tail um that's a process that you can keep going through discipline and practice continuance continuance of that feeling it requires maintenance yeah um just as your body does you know and and i and the two things necessarily are connected right so the better you feel physically the more mentally engaged you're going to want to be right you know, it's like a big deal that you know you went to the studio yesterday. You didn't feel like going there, and then you went there before work today because you were so excited about it again.
0: Well, That's... I had time, and I also had to buy paint. I know, but like it doesn't matter I was on the way. And I was like, I can do some stuff. I got, I got a half hour. It
1: doesn't matter what the particular circumstances are, but imagine I, I'm very guilty of this too. Imagine how many times you've said, "I have a half hour. I'd rather just sit and chill." Right. It's cool when you get into a mental mode where you're like, "I have a half hour. I can." use that yeah you know I
0: no, think all I mean, of
1: these things are feeding on each other what I'm I'm trying to compliment you and say this all sounds like really healthy and good eh. it's nice to hear you engaged again you know like um I was up in Connecticut over the weekend and and I was asking Ulrika like how it was with you up there because it was the week before and she was like it was really nice to see Will in his element in New Haven like geeking out on some paintings like that was the best part Sounds like yeah, you, very good it at sounds that, like, yeah. and you mentioned it yourself. It sounds like that reinvigorated you in kind of a way. You know, you see things you're unfamiliar with, it sparks your brain going and it doesn't happen all at once. No, it's not some choice where you get back and you're like, I saw 2M, I got to go to the studio. People no. that act like that, I don't trust
0: them. No, 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 no. But no. it's
1: a week and a half later and you're like, you know, it just kind of crept in and now I'm doing it. and... The synapses are firing and I'm making
0: connections. That's how it works. That's living life. That's the best way. I mean, it's very like, I mean, I don't think I said this before, but like, you know, like when I'm just like, and like, I can do the, I did say this. I could do the exegesis on seeing that or whatever else. And like, you know, when you're with someone, I was like, how do you just do that? And you just engage and you're locked in and you're just what? I'm like, yeah, this is just, again, it's like latent muscle memory. And you're like, I don't know. It's just in me. I can do this all day long. I could, you know, I could literally spend a whole day here and just tell you stupid stories about whatever the fuck is in here. And I do not care. And it's fun for me.
1: I, I mean, speaking of, like, the three men inside you with different languages or whatever, some people, I think, just don't have the language of, like, um, recall. For that type of thing. Like, in the course of this conversation, it's like you and I can go back and forth and it's like, oh, Roy, Roy Lichtenstein this, Wade Guyton that, Jasper Johns that, and know exactly what each other are talking right. about. A lot of people can't do that. I know. It's very strange. It's very weird. I don't to know. To me, it's like, you know, I spent the bulk of my life, that's the only thing I know about. Right. Uh. You know, I can be three drinks deep and it's like absolutely second nature. I'm not going to forget about that. I could be blackout you know?
0: and- literally talk to you for about 20 minutes before i repeat myself again about a thing
1: it's no shade but it's like i it's hard to or it's hard when someone asks you like how do you do that it's like i can't explain that i don't know how i do that it just is that way it's like it's like asking someone that's multilingual well how do you know how to speak portuguese and japanese and english I just did. I just, at some point I did, and you don't unknow that. And I feel that way about art history stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, you walk me by, like, a fucking Albers, and I'm like, that's not a good one. I'm like, how do you know? I'm like, it's not It's not presented right. Well, and it's like, even if... like, how would you know? I'm like,
1: I know. And sometimes even if you laid it out, it's like, it's... I don't mean this in a condescending way, but it's like, even if I were to tell you, like, do you have enough points of reference? Well, I can tell you, like, that one was probably made between, like... 38 and 41 and you know it's not you could just i'm not familiar with albers enough but you could just lay out like yeah sure there's a certain period of time where he really hit his peak and there's these other periods of time where he didn't like he was living in this place or that place like i know that in detail about a lot of different artists yeah
0: it's weird yeah i mm. is it healthy don't know haven't figured that out yet. Well, I, I, to but, me,
1: to me, the the thing that's a little bit surprising about it, to be critical for a second, is that people go to school for this for so long, and it's like, what were you doing? I mean, that was the
0: whole that's the whole gym. You. That was sort of the whole thing. That was my like, you know, when you when you go to Rutgers in twenty twelve or twenty ten, you have to write a letter, and you are like, please give me money. All I really want to do is look at stuff and make stuff. I've had to work so hard, work so hard. I've worked so many hours folding chinos please let me just do this so i can just do that because i'm i think i can be pretty good at it if i didn't have to fold khakis for 20 hours they're like that sounds really depressing i'm like well turns out i'm gonna do it for 10 more years anyway um but, you, but know, you get to do it and you're like, "Okay, I'm going to do it really hard."
1: But you know, that's the same letter that everybody writes to get into grad school is I'm more or less desperate in a certain way and I feel like I need a certain amount of time to just like work things out. Yeah. Um what I'm always a little bit surprised by is that artists don't take themselves more seriously. Like in any other right. in any other field, if you were had a graduate level degree in chemistry or something but you didn't know the basics of like the periodic table, You would not only would you not get into the program, like no one you ever talked to in your own field would take you seriously, right? And it's a little bit depressing to me sometimes that, like, other artists are like, How do you do that? And it's like, What do you mean? How do I do that? That's the absolute fundamentals of doing this thing. Uh, And you know, there it gets complicated because there's all these emotions around, well, it's a subjective discipline, it's the humanities, it's not a thing, but it's like, I firmly believe that there are just like basics here that everyone should know
0: but the whole point like the the uh, that's subjectivity in the humanities thing i uh, guffaw at that if only because it's like listen like we're the whole point of the humanities is to try to figure out what makes being human human right like how do you deal with being you know a, a thing with a brain that has to deal with you know a past lineage of existence as a species humanities it's not you know neanderthal or whatever the fuck like it is just like you have to grapple with the entirety of human experience the past of it and the terrible present of it and its potential future that is your you want to take that on all right we'll support you and then we're going to dump you off and uh basically you know treat what you know you people make as you know shit to bid on yeah which is the disheartening part where you're like i thought we could just do this and then you're like oh but maybe you could teach and you're like oh the ivory tower is a fucking mess
1: right keep keeping the emotional history of humanity alive is uh treated as a money laundering device yeah i mean it's, jesus fuck it's really it's really a bad it's really a bad situation but like i think you laid out the stakes pretty well and that's why i'm always surprised uh, along the lines of this point about seriousness and the way artists like approach knowing their own history is that like, yeah, I mean, it's different than being a scientist or, uh, even being like a historian or some other kind of like, there's, there's lots of things that are not, uh, there's lots of things that are unscientific that have like an objective, like criteria to them. And the arts is not one of those things, but if you're going to take on that responsibility, it's an extra responsibility. It means you have to be, like, an emotionally intelligent and, like, kind and competent person um, in addition to a very disciplined and stoic person on another level in order that you can take that gravitas and push it through time.
0: Right. And it doesn't mean you're going to get paid. No. Most of the time, you're not quite frankly,
1: like, no, I mean, I think most of the great artists basically have made Faustian bargains at some point. Like every hero of the canon that you have ever encountered is, um, the best of the worst in a certain sense. Like they were the ones that were most open to spending the most time marketing themselves, the most time promoting themselves. This is true through all of history yeah, to different degrees. I think it's at its worst right now in some ways.
0: Um, Jamie and has more made more money at auction than, uh, Who has the show at the New Museum right now?
1: No clue. Thank God you're not a person at the desk at the Whitney Museum asking. I know. know. I was like,
0: you should know this for reasons. Um, Fuck. I'm going to look it up. Hold on. Because it's like canon. New museum. Website. Ooh. Jesus fucking Christ. Cut all of this out because I don't... It was like a famous, like elderly black artist. What's her face? She does the glitter shit and the gold? Has oh, the... Micheline Thomas. Maybe, maybe.
1: Or Michalina Thomas.
0: I think. Why? Why is every museum website a fucking nightmare?
1: You know, but but there's they're there's sort of like Nubian queen, like reclining a lot of the time, but like made with you know precious materials, and they're very. <sighs> Uh, poppy yeah. and yeah showstoppery I, I believe it's michaeline thomas
0: hold on mm-hmm. faith ringgold sorry oh okay I, I get yeah uh she has made 1.9 million at auction versus 1 million and faith ringgold just had a career retrospective, career retrospective at new museum
1: well, I mean, look, all of this, all of this stuff is the same institutions trading back and forth credibility. Sorry, like what, Anna
0: Wyant's gross at auction is five point two million dollars. Yeah, but like none of this stuff
1: matters, man. Like, the, the Ooh,
0: I know this is yeah, it's gross. It's the gross, whole, I- yeah. the
1: whole idea is that all of those people made Faustian bargains. Like, there are inevitably better artists that they probably stole from that no one will ever hear of. And they may have improved because as soon as you get resources, you're going to be able to improve the aesthetic that you're the most interested in, just by sheer force of money, right? You know, and it's so it does it doesn't really matter that those people are successful or not. But like, I think you should be aware whenever you're looking at history from any uh, topic or perspective that like you're you're seeing the winners, you know, and the winners make the most compromises to get in the book, right? Because they're more concerned with getting in the book than being good at what they're doing. It doesn't mean they're bad at what they're doing. And and occasionally there are real heroes that slip through the cracks that are... No, uh, they're
0: very good at what they're doing, but what they're doing is playing the game. Well, the no, game the, of marketing is real. I, I don't
1: mean, think like, that Jamie is a bad artist at no. all. I actually think her paintings are pretty good, but I do think that it, my critical summary of it would... Would be like taking elements of like Salvador Dali and Peter Saul and then like filtering them through Photoshop is not a practice um, that makes appealing art. And it it does make like decent paintings, but those paintings could be better if someone was less concerned with being famous. Um, They're great images. They're not great paintings. Fair enough. Um, but that's probably true of a lot of the art that you ever we'll see. Right. Like the interesting cases to me are always the unknowns that get discovered kind of, or or, or the people that slip through the cracks. Like I think Jasper Johns slipped through the cracks in the sense that he kind of gave up on making art and was randomly discovered because Rauschenberg was more of an extrovert. Right. And Leo Castelli wandered in there one day. Jasper Johns would have been doing what he was doing, whether anyone knew who he was or not.
0: He wouldn't have been as, um, uh, he would have shown it like th- what's that one on twenty third on the corner on of eleventh
1: I don't know, maybe he wouldn't have shown it all. He certainly wouldn't have been as verbose he wouldn't have had the resources to do he's verbose what what he's doing I mean just in the sense of volume Like oh, okay. making a lot of stuff or like I always love love Vermeer because Vermeer was bankrupt in his life and didn't.
0: Thirteen and out. You know, you know, he had
1: one collector that bought a few of his paintings and gave him Lapis Lazuli. And, like, most of his paintings are lost to time. But then right. eventually you see the quality in it. Like, um, maybe I'm guilty of over-romanticizing. I think this is a very modern point of view. It's the Van Gogh boat. Everybody wants to get the Van Van Gogh boat. You know, Rene Ricard. Like, um, what are you talking
0: about? Van Gogh boat? Yeah, is the, that an the experience idea, that one can pay $15 an, for to walk through well, with now it is.
1: I mean, but, but the idea of an unknown artist that uh, doesn't get any credit during their lifetime and gets rediscovered later, that's
0: the point. Well, now we just shorten the the timeline and, you know, Martin, no, not Martin Wong. What's his name? Yeah, Martin Wong. The no, d- no, no, The no. dead kid. No, that's not Martin Wong. That's the oh, dead AIDS guy. No, that's the We're dead AIDS guy.
1: That's uh, bad. We're confusing the Asians right now. Oof. Listen, they Matthew
0: conf- Wong. They confuse us white people, so it's fine. Um, yeah, like he died and was like, "Ooh, time to flip," and I'm like, mm. "Oh no, 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 no!" Like, shouldn't have been flipped. Shouldn't like, should never have. No.
1: Well, and I doubt that. Given that turnaround, he'll be one of those stories where where people will look at Matthew Wong in fifty or a hundred or five hundred years and say that was a really good summary of 2022. I really don't think that that's it
0: literally true. just was like if Sheriff Hughes died. We could pump up the prices. And you're like, okay, but
1: it's a it's a don't say it out loud. It's satanic. It's necromancy. It's not good. Yeah. It's It's very, very, very bad. Wasn't he autistic? Yeah.
0: We gotta stop with the It's bad. It's bad. That's bad. That's unholy. No, I know. It's it's incredibly That takes the human out of the humanism. Absolutely. Yeah, it's terrible.
1: I mean, everything we're circling around right now does that. Whether it's the people that are living and involved in an active way or the absolute jackals that will use every, like, woke metric to uh, profit off of death. Like, that's horrible. That's why I said Faustian bargain earlier. Everyone is doing that. Um, If you're a person that's unsuccessful but you're enjoying making your art like you are right now, like I am right now... um, the light side will pay dividends at the end of the day i I don't believe that it will ever do that materially necessarily, right. but that's not really the point if you like making art if you think it's cool if you think that um it matters
0: Oh, I don't think it's cool at all. no, this is terrible. I was like, I'm sweating so hard this is <laughs> I'm sweaty and I'm not uh dressed for this, but like I was like, I'm still gonna do it because I'm like, mm, I would have spent seventy dollars on two tubes of cad red let's fuck this shit up. Hey
1: if you want to come hang out in the basement I have it for another month there's a dehumidifier down there it's practically air conditioning it's amazing.
0: Here's the thing if I open I didn't open the window if I open the window there's a cool cross breeze it's great uh, I did not because I'm dumb um, and I was like I'm only I'm gonna drop off the paint and then I was like I can't just drop off the paint I gotta fuck around with them. You get that big ass tube too you're like Ooh, this is girthy and then I'm like mm. that sounds like a scruff problem i i listen i I, listen i I think i turned down a lot of boys this weekend because i was like i am tired and i don't want to deal with well i'll tell you what man and you might give me monkeypox there's
1: three men inside you and it sounds like you've serviced two of them and the other one the third one the neglected one he needs a little time in the sheets
0: he was fine he got time in the sheets like two weeks ago he's good okay all right The guy with a mullet, which I don't know if I want to think about.
1: Oh, boy. That's a good transition to the after
0: show because I have a lot to say about that. A lot of tattoos and a mullet. A lot to say about tattoos and mullet. Great dick. Um, Hmm. Don't want him in my bed again. I'm like, you're going to give me bed bugs. But anyway...